Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Broken Bougie Podcast. I'm Quinn. I'm Chrissy. Welcome back. We hope you guys all had a wonderful week. And I'm just going to jump into it today because this is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. And we're going to talk about brokenness. So be broke is near and dear to your heart? It is. It is near and dear to my heart because I will say this until the day I die. Like what made me into an adult was being broke. Um. A hundred percent. Yes. Let me tell you why. I lived a very (laughs) sheltered life and I didn't know I lived a sheltered life. Until you're broke. (laughs) Until, you know, at the, you know, wise age of what, 18, 19 years old, I moved out. Mm -mm. No, that was for the birds. And I found out very, 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 very quickly that I did not want to be broke. And I was broke. I don't even feel like at that age, I felt like I was broke yet. I didn't feel like I was broke until I got my, graduated from college and got like my real job. So I was still living with my parents. I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't do that. Yeah, no, I didn't I do know. that. I you didn't do that. that. You moved out earlier than me. But see, I did and I didn't have to pay rent. And I didn't have to do like a lot of things until I got my... Um, first job and even when I got my first job I didn't technically move out I live with my sister so I was still paying only a small portion of what real rent was because I wasn't paying any bills I was paying a car note and do you remember I was a Jamaican at the time so I literally had three jobs oh I remember having a lot of jobs but I love having a lot of jobs because at that time I had a lot of money that was the difference between us at that age. Like, I don't think I had a lot of money. I was a young, independent woman. I, I had a lot of money. I will say I had a lot of money that was, or my money was, was it expandable? Is that what I'm trying to say? Like, that's the word. Expandable is the word, but I don't think that's the word you're trying to use. Okay. My like, money, expandable would be like if you had like... <laughs> I don't know, like a toy and it expanded out. Like, yeah, so my money was expandable. How did you expand your money, honey? I feel like at that age, your money was expandable too, Quinny. That's not the word you're looking for. That's not the word. That's the word I'm going to use. I'm not going to say that. I know what you mean. My money was not expandable. Word of the day, expandable. (laughs) I don't know what it means. I don't know if it actually means anything <laughs> to what we're talking about, but that is my word. Um, I don't, I don't, again, I don't want you to say we, cause I'm not saying that it's expandable. That's my word of the day. Oh, okay. Okay. But you it. know what I meant, but I feel like your money was like that too, because usually we did the same things. We went out a lot. We shopped a lot. We... Did spend, uh, I can't still- even tell you. I can't tell you what I spent my money on back in the day, which is embarrassing because there was a point in time where I had mon- a lot of money. Where okay, so I think that's why I didn't have money is because I did go shopping with you. I did go out to eat with you. We <laughs> did 
go to bars and do all the fun stuff. Uh, That's why I didn't have money because my money wasn't expandable. So I had like my (laughs) rent money. And so I think I was waitressing or maybe I worked like odd jobs. So I would have like one job that like paid my rent. I can't even say that it was enough to cover all my bills. And then I don't even know how I made it. Well, I had no business shopping. No one had any business shopping. I had no business breathing. That's how broke I was. I was so broke. I had no business breathing. I remember going on dates, like multiple dates, so that like I could eat every day. Like, <laughs> I know girls that still do that. And, and I know girls that did, did that. Like not at a young age, like in their twenties, in their I know I know multiple people that did that because they are broke. That's how they they survive, especially in New York. When I lived in New York, that was the thing to do: get multiple dates. Okay, so, so what age eat. were you when you can say you didn't consider yourself broke anymore? How old were you? Um, I know my age. I know exactly how old I was when I was no longer broke. I feel like I was no longer broke in my thirties, and I'm in my thirties now. <laughs> yeah. I want to say that. That was when I felt like I wasn't broke anymore. I knew I wasn't broke when I could only work one job. No, because I worked one job and I still felt broke. I'm talking about for myself because I would have continued to work multiple jobs. Because like when I say I hated being broke, like I hated it. Like I hated having to like budget and like not do. I wasn't able to do all the stuff you were able to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did the little stuff, but like there were certain stuff that I I wasn't able, I wasn't able to do. And if I wasn't able to do it, you would front it for me. So like I might have been around for all of the things, but like that is true. Like because you didn't have like rent and all that stuff like you most likely were like spotting me if I'm not (laughs) that is true it's probably like something like I didn't even realize that I did do but I probably was spotting you you should have been claiming me on your taxes because like I can say I was broke up into the age of like 24 I wasn't broke at 24 I feel like there was like, no, I was broke. I feel like I was broke. Mm-mm. I was, I, I was. I figured it out by 24. I was broke. Don't like, but I wasn't like date broke. So I, had, I had a big girl job. I want to say when I was in LA and I, I felt like I could have took advantage of that whole situation. I feel like I just wasn't either. I wasn't mature enough or I didn't. I felt like I didn't have that person to tell us. I feel like that's when people talk about generational curses. I don't feel like it's generational curses being broke, but I do feel like generational, like your parents also didn't save or manage money great. How are they going to teach you to do that? You know? True. So I definitely think that I agree. I didn't have someone or, and it wasn't as highlighted now where they have like all of these things where they talk about like on the internet. And, you know, um, home buying or anything like that, because just the amount of money that touched our hands are that we 
not that we had like millions of dollars or anything no. like that, but we could have made some really good moves if we were younger and if we would have had someone in our ear telling us to be more responsible with our money. A hundred percent. Because I remember my big girl job where, I mean, I didn't make that much money, but coming out of college, I made a whopping $27,000, which was great when I wasn't paying any rent. I thought I you were about to say $27 an hour. Like I was not. $27,000 a year, girl. But Got it. That job also came with a lot of perks, clothes and that's where other stuff came from that's why we didn't have to pay for clothes because you got us free clothes so yeah we made it happen captain but we were some things i made happen i did but i remember we did our hair somebody knew how to do hair so we didn't pay for hair like that either no there no i felt like a lot of things we we knew how to like work around um but I remember being 21 when I turned 21. We went to Vegas with my family, my sisters and stuff. But right before we went to Vegas, my aunt had died a couple of months earlier and she had left me and all my cousins, first cousins, um, a significant amount of money. And I remember I had that money in Vegas. I remember buying like a $200 guest watch. Remember the butterfly one? Mm-hmm. I, I used to let you wear like um, yes oh I was such the broke friend because <laughs> now that like it's coming back to me you paid for me to go to Vegas I did yeah because I didn't have any money <laughs> <laughs> but my whole thing is that like I had thousands of dollars where I should have took that money and I should have probably invested it or saved it or did something but instead I was like <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. I'm about to take you back further than that. I know what you're going to say. Girl, remember when we got our first financial aid and we thought we were like rich? Super rich. Super rich. I mean, a lot of my good times came off of living off of my financial aid. So little short story for all you people that are younger than us. You might not be, you might be our age or whatever. Back in the day when you got financial aid, all you had to do was take those classes, but as soon as you got your financial aid, you could drop those classes while paying financial aid. And they used, and they didn't make you pay it back. And they did not make you pay it back. So now they do. Don't try that. Yeah, don't do that now because they will make you pay that shit back. Right. For sure. But you could take the allotted credits to get the most amount of financial aid and then you could just drop the classes. You could do that every semester if you wanted to. Obviously, a lot of people were taking advantage of that and did that, and that's probably why you have to pay that shit back now. But yeah. you could. So you could be like, oh, I have these classes. As soon as that financial aid hit, direct deposit, it did it because back in the day it was a check. Um, <laughs> oh. I didn't think it was direct deposit. Um, but yeah, we used to party. We used to have fun. Go to Rosarito, Mexico. You paid for me to do that too. <laughs> I think I paid you back. Or I was supposed to pay you back. Or like, you probably didn't pay me back. I don't know. But I mean. I just remember you had a lot more money than all of us because you stayed home longer than the rest of us. You were fucking smart. 
Um, <laughs> I was not leaving. Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, this is this is memory lane for sure. Do you remember when? Um, I want to say he was like a firefighter or EMT, and he lived in the same apartment complex, but the Marino Valley one, the one that was like across the street from the mall. Do you remember okay. that guy? I don't remember and, him, but I remember that apartment. So, okay, so okay, you'll remember him as I continue the story. I'm sure okay. of it because he sent me a new one. So I think he wanted to like date me. So he asked me on a date and I was like, yeah, but I didn't just go on the date. I brought you and another friend. So we went on this date together. Do you remember? No, I'm trying to and think. He was like, me and the other person um, were just like, we were like being obnoxious. Like that was back in the day where like the girl I used to be, I was still her. So I was like super obnoxious, like just ridiculous and he was like oh that's why your friend Chrissy's the only one who has money and you don't remember that and he told you not to be our friend you oh do my not god remember. okay it's coming back to me but I don't remember I can't remember what oh he was such a dick and he was just like those aren't your friends don't be friends with them like they don't have any money they're broke <laughs> oh he like ripped us a new one. Oh my god that is so funny I, I can't you have a better that. memory than me. I cannot believe you don't I know. I do usually have a better memory than you. Yeah. I do feel like being broke made me humble. I mean, there is points where I was like super I feel like when I moved to New York, I was broke. It was also like I don't feel like it was a brokenness of like I was broke. It was a brokenness of oh shit, responsibility hit and everything's more way more expensive than California and it was just trying to figure it out and budget which ultimately I did and I felt like it's what made me grow um but I mean I live with you and another person I feel like even that we were like kind of poor we were really oh so I live with that person <laughs> first sorry we there is times, I don't even know how many times, I can count on the number of times that we actually made dinner. <laughs> we never, we never had groceries or made dinner. We never had groceries. No. Do you remember, he's my ex-husband now, but he was my boyfriend at the time. And he, when he would come into town to visit us, and he was like, how do you guys like not have food here? Like, how do you guys eat? Like, what do you eat? I remember one time he went to the store and like bought like cereal and milk. And I was like, why'd you buy that? He's like, what else do you guys eat here? And like, we literally <laughs> never had anything in the fridge. But, but cereal like, milk, we did have. We always milk. had cereal and milk. I would eat yeah. cereal milk. Um, the other person who shall not be named <laughs> used to eat cereal milk. Um, yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> There's three of us that live together, by the way, if you guys didn't get that. Um, and then, too, for some reason, why do we live in, like, the bougiest area? Like, we could have lived somewhere cheaper, like, in another We city. definitely should have lived in a lot of places that, that were, like, cheaper because we couldn't afford that shit. No, but instead, it we went and got a townhouse. We went and got a townhouse in Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> like, who does that? Wait, we got a townhouse in Rancho and then decorated it with, like, um, yard sale furniture. Yeah, yard sale furniture. Down the street from Victoria Gardens, by the way, because that's how, that's our bougie. That's that in. We just couldn't go get, like, 
a cheap ass apartment. No, we had to go get a townhouse. Like upstairs, downstairs. It was cute too. And we couldn't afford it, but we made it work. And we didn't have a lot of stuff in it, but we had fun times in that place. I feel like that's where I transitioned from not being broke because like I never was broke again after that place. Like that was my last like when we did the whole roommate thing. And I think that you you moved, yeah, you I moved, moved to Florida mm-hmm, from there. Florida. And then I remember, like, you're like, oh, I remember, like, what's everybody going to do? And, like, I had got my, like, you know, mm-hmm. big one job. And I'm like, Chrissy, we're going to be fine. And then I think once I, like, got to the point where I was going to be fine, I stopped spending money the way I used to spend money. Yeah, that's true. Because you did. I realized, like, what mattered and what didn't matter and then I realized, like, no, I wasn't poor anymore, but I realized, like, I'm not rich. Like, I'm no. not <laughs> close to rich. I'm not well off. I'm not, I'm not rich, well off, or comfortable now. No. And I have my shit together for the most part. No, I, I can't even sit here and, like, stunt on myself. Like, I have my shit together. Like, you do. You have your shit together, then most together. people have their shit together. So Not to compare, because it doesn't matter. But yeah, you like, shouldn't compare, but I mean, you, <coughs> you have your shit together. Yeah. Um, but I still realize, like, how having your shit together doesn't equate to not being broke. You can be broke and still have your shit together. That is true. You can be broke and have your shit together. Because I feel like I had my shit together in New York, but I was just a broke person who had my shit together mm-hmm. and like people used to be like oh you travel a lot you live in New York and then like when I lived on my own you live on your own how can you do this no I was still a broke bitch I was I just learned how to navigate a broke bitch and I learned the hustle the hustle is called babysitting <laughs> I was say, multiple streams of income because you made sure like you 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 like you said you hustled like you had your yeah. day job that paid your bills and then you yep. had your babysitting gig that you know provided the lifestyle that you wanted to live sometimes in my babysitting gig I can make up to like I remember one week like week within a four-day period I made like six hundred dollars and that is tax-free so I just had six hundred dollars cash on me from babysitting in like a four day period. I think and that most people should have a job and a hustle. Um, and I think that a lot of people care about looking better than doing better. Yeah. Oh. And don't let that go over your head where it's like people, because I feel like if you get on the gram, you get on Facebook, all that stuff, like everybody's doing well. Like everybody's like Gucci down or like, you know, yeah. going on like, great vacations and I feel like some people maybe should sit down for a little bit save money not shop and you could put yourself like years ahead by just making some broke decisions like right now I'm sitting down for a minute I already said that I'm not doing anything like we'd had Cabo no, but not that it's anybody's business but that was a free trip to Cabo girl you're still taking me places look at us 20 years later Still taking you places. Well, you always be 99. 
Right. You always get jobs with good benefits, but you took yeah. me on that trip, but mm-hmm. I'm sitting down for the next six months because of the moves that I want to make for myself. Later on. And that's what you have to do. Like, yeah. I've done it. I don't go out as much as I did in New York here. There's certain things that I just want to do and you have to put yourself out there. Like, don't get me wrong. I am a shopaholic. Like I love to shop. And it's killing me inside that I can't shop the way that I want to shop. Because when I get sad, I shop. When I get depressed, I shop. Like, you know, some people like eat. No, I'm like confessions of a shop call. Like, I like shop. I spend money when I'm sad. That's how I can always tell if I'm going through something because like a bitch will spend some money. I can't <laughs> even do that now. So my favorite thing is I need to shop. I go to Target. Or I go to the dollar tree. Those are my, those, I don't feel bad. Like if I go and spend $10 in the Dollar Tree, I mean, it makes me just like a happy person. And I only spent $10. So it's better than spending. I feel like you could do better when it comes to saving because you always, you can like, you can save better because like my shit's a little bit different because I have a kid, you know what yeah. I mean? So I a hundred percent think I can say for that. you not to have a kid. You do a lot. Like I see why people like question, like how she make her money. Like, because you do like, you do a lot. None of your business people, none of your business. I do do a lot. And sometimes with doing a lot, it comes with, sometimes it's not even me wanting to do a lot. It's having to be, obligated to do family things like if I got to do what I wanted to do oh boy people would be like this girl here but are you afraid of going back to being broke because I am oh 100% afraid I of going back to I being like, broke I, like I, I don't like I don't I mean I, I still feel like again. I am broke-ish I don't feel like I am broke broke like I used to be broke broke like me and Quinny one time went to Vegas with like twenty dollars to our names. I just think like from eighteen to like twenty four, <laughs> I was like a completely different person than like who I am now. Because if we were having that conversation today, I would look you square in the eye and say we have no business going anywhere with twenty dollars in our pocket. Like, did. and we went a lot of places like broke. Yeah. Super broke. <laughs> and, and I mean, it all turned out great. But we went a lot, of, like we went to Vegas, don't get me wrong. We had a place to stay. Um, and that was New Year's, that New Year's, that one New Year's. We had a place to stay. By me having a breakdown, this guy gave me money because I had a complete breakdown. And it wasn't even about money, me having a breakdown. It was about me getting my drug-induced cousin back to the hotel room. Um, and not being able to find a taxi and not having my cell phone. Um, and I literally start to have a breakdown. And I guess a guy felt really bad for me and thought I was crying over money and gave me money, which was really nice of him in Vegas. And you know, we did the very next morning. I had $20 for my name. And then no. me and Quinny went and had a really nice A really expensive yeah. dinner. We had no business doing that. Like, I'm no not saying business knowing. Like, he came to Vegas with $20 on her name. Like, $20, guys. $20. And then we went and ate a $200 meal. Like, you we know, had money, Somebody, 
decided that he was just gonna give me a roll. And when I say this guy gave me a roll of money, he gave me a roll of money. Again, I was having a breakdown, so I didn't even know it was a roll of money. Like, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, why is this guy giving me money? Like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember where it happened at jail. I was in Caesar Palace. I was on the steps and I was crying. Like, my cousin was in a wheelchair because she was in a drug induced No, she wasn't in a drug induced coma, but she was high on something. Barley. <laughs> but Barley. I was literally, like, having my young mentality mind was just having a breakdown. And I was like, what in the fuck? And this guy was like, he literally came, I remember what he said to me, he said, hey, oh my gosh, are you okay? And I was like, no, do I look okay? And then he was just like, well, I hope this makes your night better. And he handed me money and I didn't think anything of it. So I stuffed it in my bra and I was just like, whatever. And not even, so the next morning or day when I realized like, oh my gosh, this guy gave me some money and I enrolled all the money he gave me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like hundreds of dollars. Like, why would you, why would he completely go straight? We should have saved, invested, or I don't know. We should, we shouldn't. I don't know. Maybe it was like, like things like that. I'm like my guardian angel. That was like, that was God looking out. Thanks. Thank you, Sky Daddy. We appreciate it. Literally, we went to Vegas with $20. I mean, we have to get back from Vegas driving. We might have ran out of gas. Like, did we drive? We did drive. Remember that night Ricky took us out? And we went, I still have those pictures somewhere. We went to the Vegas sign. And I remember you had this like crop top jacket and it was camo. You had this caramel like <laughs> scarf. Yeah. Burn it, please. <laughs> my, my crop top camo. Let's retire yeah. that. But I mean, not just as being broke i do feel like you know okay. everyone so says that, that dead broke that was dead broke that I was, was broke, another, broke. no no no. there's another transition after that because then we started i would say from like 23 24 to like 30 we made more money we did we made and more at money. that time um i don't know who we thought we were but we were into designer a little bit more yeah yeah did because i had no business buying designer purses or louboutin hills i didn't like those i went through that like my most and let's see did i make any um purchases that were like well i did buy two chloe bags and i still have my chloe bag so no, those are investments. Like I said, you've always just like you never really been super super into designer. No. But you you buy whatever you want to buy. Like for sure, I for do. sure. Like are you gonna go spend a thousand dollars on one thing? No. But you're the same person who'll go to Target every single day and at the end of the month you spend over a thousand dollars. Yes, it will be. Target. That yeah. is me. I yeah. I chill down on Target like right now. My Target purchases have been my house but even that is chilled until I move into my house because I realize that there's a lot of stuff that I bought that probably won't even work with themes that I have so I'm gonna have to narrow all that down and then sell that crap 
on Poshmark probably. Um, but I have to like scale back to be like, let me get in my space first, fill it out, and then see what I need. That's not like business. And you interest. sell stuff. So you like make your money back. Like you're really yeah. good at those like I am good. Good at selling it to Poshmark and then going to like Buffalo Exchange. There you go. I was gonna say, what's that story you used to like? Yeah. Shout out, out to um, Sharonia put me up on how to do the Goodwill game. So, how to get all the good stuff from Goodwill. Yeah, I don't. I don't like used stuff, so I don't really. So do some of whole... the stuff in Goodwill isn't used, and that's how she taught me. She's like anything that's. No, in the I know that, but it's just in my mind. That's just not like I don't. I'm not gonna go there. I sage everything. You know what I think about too is like, well, at least when I'm buying from Home Goods, like if you're buying furniture or chairs or things, people have sat in those chairs. It it's not used, but you know how many people go through that store and probably sit in those chairs and have energy. So I definitely sage all that stuff. It's weird because I like vintage style, but it's something about knowing like someone else, like it was theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, so they have like estates here in Atlanta and there are a lot of the estates around us. Me and my sister go to the state sales and then I buy like all the state teapots and stuff. But I definitely sage them. Raven thinks I'm crazy. And I said, energies. And I said, probably in the teapots too. They're really people energies. Like a genie in a bottle, genie in a teapot. That's the person's spirit. Mm-mm. That's why I sage them. I think I'm no longer listening to you because I feel like you're on a rant. Because like, I <laughs> tuned not a rant. I just tuned back in and then all of a hurt. And I, I, were you talking about a genie in a bottle or something like that? Because that's what I like. I just tuned back love in. love my rant. But... I must say, we are millennials and we're broke and people are feeling. I'm not broke anymore. I have like upgraded from that shit, okay? Well, people are feeling it just like last week we were talking about anxiety. Uh, Washington, I mean, Washington Post said millennials aren't breaking tradition. They're just broke. Because do you know that more people in 2017 and 2018, which is really sad, but they took out loans, more loans for their wedding than, their, than, than owning a house. It's the millennials. Yeah, but I like, that. I mean, people can't even afford their wedding, so they're taking out loans for their weddings. So how the hell are they going to take out a loan for a house? They're like, I can't pay a double. you can't that. afford to get married no let me not say that you can get married if you can't afford to a wedding a wedding i think that that's what that goes back to what we're talking about where people care about like looking you know what i mean or having these things versus like it's okay to sit something out and be like hey i want to have my dream wedding because people put themselves in debt for things that they shouldn't be putting themselves in debt i know a girl who put herself in debt to get her body done bitch Oh, I'm sure a lot of girls do that. Wait, and that would make sense if that was an investment and you're a stripper or a dancer or a prostitute, something where you make your money from your body. No, that bitch works at Kaiser. Instagram. No, she works at Kaiser. Like, who works at and gets their body done to go look at stuff? Like, that's stupid. Like, maybe that's for her to catch a guy. Maybe she thought she needed her body done. She still works at Kaiser. 
It doesn't matter if she works at Kaiser. She didn't just get her body done. Body's done. She has an amazing body, and she still works at Kaiser. She's she's doing that to catch a guy. That's what I'm saying. She's about to be at the time where she has to get her body redone because, like, no. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, people do put themselves into debt for, like, the things that they want. If I'm telling you, like, oh, my God, I want to, like, Chrissy, I found the love of my life. We want to get married, and I want to have a hundred thousand dollar wedding you gonna let me go out and give myself a loan for a hundred thousand dollars for a wedding i'm gonna be like bitch no bitch love him you know and go have yourself a cute little destination wedding to be on your motherfucking way oh yeah no i'm in loathing so i'm not eloping i i mean i am eloping i'm not eloping I'm eloping. I would rather spend that money on a really nice vacation. <coughs> and obviously, I'm not going to go get a loan for it. It'll be money that we would have saved to put towards our wedding. We're just going to go on a really beautiful vacation after we elope at the damn San Francisco courthouse. How do you feel about financing? Financing what? Exactly. So what things do you think should be financed? I mean, obviously, a house should be financed. It's okay. funny. A car. a car should be financed, a hundred percent. I have financed furniture before. Yeah, I feel like you should. I, I know a lot of people do that. People finance their um, appliances too, which I feel oh, yeah. like you yeah. can do that. I feel like people finance, and I feel like that's fine too. A lot of people nowadays finance dental work. Would you finance a vacation? No. I know someone who's financing a vacation. I know a lot of people that finance vacations. If you're going on a Disney vacation, most likely you're financing it. At Disney. See, you don't need to be going on a Disney vacation if you have to, my personal opinion, it's just like there's other things you can do with your money that's more within your means and save that. Like, mm-hmm. save that. Like, if I want to do something, I'll save for it. Yeah. Like, Anything that I want to do, usually, like, I'll save for it. It, isn't, it might have to be where I save for a couple weeks. I might have to save for a couple months. I think the longest I've saved for something, um, like, was a big purchase. I think it was, like, a bag or something I wanted. I think it was, like, yeah, the last bag I bought, I saved for that because I wanted it, which I had no business buying anyway because, you know. <laughs> but, another one you of my know, sad purchases. But you saved for it, so you I could buy it. it. But I wouldn't finance that. And I know people who, who do that. And I think that in this day and age as millennials, like why they're so broke is because we don't look broke though. No. I mean, I know a lot of people that put it on their, I guess that's not really financing it, but it's another way because you're paying interest for it. People will put their stuff on their credit cards. They'll like run up their credit card. Everything that you finance is not always interest. True. That is true. Because, um, I was look. I'm looking, and I'm still looking into it. But I'm looking into financing a mattress, um, only because this mattress is a very expensive mattress, and it will probably the older I get, the more my back hurts and things like that. And I just been looking into it. So, but I I would finance it, and I was talking to the guy. He was like, "You should." I would finance it because they have four years of interest free. So there's no free. So what you're supposed to do too, when anybody ever 
says it's free. So say they say it's 60 months interest free or whatever. You're supposed to take the payment or how much you owe divided by that 60 months or, and, pay that and then pay it yeah. off by that before it occurs interest. Because people, what people don't know is it occurs interest from the day that you purchase it. Yeah. It doesn't occur interest like, oh, okay, after 60 months, now interest kicks in. Are you saying occur? It's accrue. Accrue. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was like, what is she? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Accrue. Yeah. You accrue interest. Second word of the day. Accrue. Second word of the day. Occur. <laughs> but I really meant accrue. At least this time we knew what we were but Stop saying we. Expandable was you, girl. That is you. I didn't say that. I told you my money's not expandable. Okay. <laughs> well, mine isn't either. Not anymore. But back in the day, it was. It was expandable like an accordion. Oh, an accordion. That is so accordion. Yes. Expandable. <laughs> expandable. Oh, I I love you. No, they're saying like doesn't have interest because of you know good credit. And another thing, I have excellent credit, so um, you should have good credit. If you word to the wise, if you have or if you get a tax return, you should take your tax return and you should link up to a lot of these credit. Not a lot of them, but with a good credit repair company. Mm-hmm. I personally have not used one, um, so I can't recommend you to one. But um, I do have a friend who is in the business, and I would definitely, if you're interested, I can give you her information. But you should use that money, and you should repair your credit because having good credit is worth so much more than, like, any dollar amount. Oh, 100%. 100%. And especially nowadays, having good credit is. So I was asking my mom about when she, when they purchased their first house. And I was like, what did you need? Like, especially me now purchasing a house. And she was like, I just have to show that I worked. And I was like, what? I was like, they didn't run your credit? She was like, no. Huh? She was like that, and she said, I think she said at the time, it was like a $5,000 down payment. She said, and they just did that because they wanted to make sure, like, you have the money, like, in your account. You have to have so much in your account, then put that money down, and then have a job, and that's all you needed for a house. Also, was the 80s, but I was like, what the? Yeah. Not now. Now now they want your firstborn child. My sister um to get a car well I went with my sister to get a car years ago so it's not that long ago but it's five years ago I obviously um I wouldn't say that I was as knowledgeable why did they try to get her to buy a car with an APR of 19 percent that's not the bad thing. The bad thing is that she was going to do it. She called me. She was already there to buy the car. She just needed, um, she needed to borrow more money for her down payment. So um, she had asked if she could borrow some more money for the down payment. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And you know me, like, if, if you're comfortable asking me for money, then you need to be just as comfortable with everything that I'm going to ask you. And I have a lot of questions. So I go down there and I'm asking questions. 
And so right before I'm, you know, able to give her the money, they like break down the payment and stuff like that. You should have seen that car salesman. I know he wanted to kick me out because I'm like, oh, I'm not giving you money for this. And she's like, why? And then she's like telling me and breaking it down how the car is only like 14000 I was like, do you know how much you're going to be paying for this car? They were financing it for five years. Five years. That's crazy. Just having bad credit. Just having bad credit. Just A $14,000 car was going to end up costing her like triple the amount. Yeah, I can't even like You had 19%. Ridiculous. And I want to say at the time it had uh, the mileage, it was a high mileage car too. So it's like, you're not even going to have this car for five years. And I feel like so many people at a young age get stuck in loans like that. So then you just get nicer cars, but Mm -hmm. then you trade it in and then you're, what's it called? You're upside down. So then you're driving around and yeah, you're driving it around in a brand new Corolla but you have three other cars tagged on to that from like before, you know, mm-hmm. so you never get ahead. So I feel like, like you were saying, if you don't have someone in your life who can guide you about making good financial decisions when you're young, they affect you into your early thirties um, because I yeah. started making money at 23, but I didn't figure out credit and all of that stuff until I was in my late twenties. So here I was stuck with someone who I made good money, but I had shit credit and I was just as broke. Like Mm -hmm. if not, I wouldn't say that I was broker. It's just that like you want a nicer car. I was driving a neon and I was making a payment for like a luxury vehicle and I didn't know any better. Yeah. Like I just don't know any better. You don't know any better. I want to say I lucked out with cars because my sister, my first car, Sean worked for a mortgage company or a loan company. And she gave me a loan through the loan company. And then I bought the car. So it was at a very low interest rate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she's the one that gave me the loan. I remember it was through USC Credit Union. And then... My second car, which my first car, I traded in, and it actually how much I owed, um, and then what to the car, I ended up coming out on top. I ended up coming out like $1,500 that they also gave me on top of paying off what I owed on that car um, to this car. Now, my credit wasn't the best, but my sister co-signed for me, and because we bought it from the Lexus dealership where she had already owned two Lexuses, they gave me a 3.4 interest, 3.4% interest rate. You lucked up. Totally lucked up on that. Totally lucked up on that. I was like, how old? You were how old? I was like at that time 22 when I got credit. And I didn't even realize what that meant when they were talking about 3.4s and things. And I was just like, okay, that's great. Now that I think about it, I was like, I barely had an interest on it, but I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that at all. And so, like, you don't think So how much was your car payment at that time? Because I remember when you got that car, I had just got my Scion. I think my my car payment was like 242. How about my car payment on a Scion TC? It was maybe the same year or a year older than your car. And I, my car note at the time was like $467, something ridiculous, damn near $500. Mm-hmm. 
on a scion. On a scion. That is on crazy. a scion. Yeah. But I made money. And so you could pay it. Yeah. I could pay for that. But then and I was tripping off of, I was like 242. It wasn't even more than what I was paying for my other car. It was like, I think I was paying altogether. I think I went up $40 more. Yeah. I went up like 40, because I was paying 242. So my other car was paying 180 something. So I went up just, a, I went up like almost $50 more. And I thought I was going crazy, but I also had a better job at the time because my other jobs were just odds and ends or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever jobs. This one, I was making the salary amount. So I was like, and then I was still complaining. <laughs> I don't know why. I only have that car for four months. Rest in peace. Buddy. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. But I got a car accident the day after your birthday mm-hmm. at Saddle Ranch. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, just low key, I just low-key got mad at myself I was like bitch you were paying $500 for a Scion like- I know I know even like now like um interest rates with homes like it's crazy yeah. you you have to think about things like that but and even credit I- cards you have to be careful with credit cards too I don't I only how many credit cards do you have I only have two and they're both capital one. I have one credit card and it's not, it's a, I have an American express. Literally you pay American express everything you owe. So I treat it like a debit card. And I, I, I don't do that whole credit thingy. Like I don't put stuff on credit cards. Yeah. I mean, one, it's not even a big, it's, I think it's $300. Um, that, I want to say we had a friend at one point who had like $50,000 in credit card debt. Well, yeah, I had, we had a friend at one time that had like 18 credit cards, like credit cards, yeah. or credit, or credit open somewhere, um, yeah. which is was crazy, and this was when we were really young, and I was just like, That's my whole thing, though, I was like, you don't have that much credit, but you can, but you have to be careful with credit cards, because I had a credit card, I mean, I ended up closing it, I paid it off when I left my other job, thank you for babysitting again, you know? Because right. I was able to pay this credit card off, but where they got me was, I think the interest rate was like eight point something, but only for the first six months, and then after that it went up to twenty four point nine. So I literally was paying interest rates on it the whole time, and this credit card also charged you interest rate even if you didn't use the card. So there was like a point in time where I had zero balance, like because I wasn't using it. So, and, but I was still getting charged monthly because they're still charging me the interest rate, even Mm -hmm. though I had a zero balance, I wasn't even using the card and I didn't know that. And then I remember when I closed it, they were like, are you sure you want to close it? I was like, hell yeah, I want to close this shit. And then they were like, oh, you have to pay the interest rate for like the next month, whatever, which I did. But I was like, this is why I'm closing this card. It's funny because I get so many offers from them in my email now. I'm like, I would Mm -hmm. never go back to you also didn't know better someone was like open a credit card because you need a credit card for credit and I opened that one and I was just paying so much money on it and then living in New York you're just like you know not gonna lie New York I was I was going wild I was going out all the time and this I would just put on my credit card and then I was like oh I'll pay it but I wasn't really how much money I was paying towards it because I was so much interest on it 
I think that once you realize that, like you, you, you stopped because I remember at one time when you're like, like, I need to get my shit together. Yeah. And I think what, what, what prompted you to do that? I don't know. I think getting older. I I wanted something. That's what prompted me to get it. And I don't remember what it is I wanted. Um, and I wasn't able to do it. And then I want to say it was a loan, maybe. It was something that I really, really wanted, and I couldn't do it. It might have been a car. I don't know. It was something that I wanted, and they were like, basically, like, you can't afford this. And I was like, but I make enough money. And I remember it was like, it's not about, like, the money. And then, like, the way that it spoke to me in a way where it was like, money is important, but credit is just as important to get you into like anywhere you go where you can sign your name and get whatever it is that you need. Credit is key. I'm telling you, you might not even have the amount of money, but if you have credit, that is what you need. I mean, a lot of places now I'm living, um, I mean, I'm, I'm buying a house or whatever, but so when doing research for homes, I learned that you only need most for a conventional loan. You just need a credit score of six for like a conventional loan. Um, but do you know in New York to rent places, you need a 700 credit score to rent, not buy, rent. Most places you have to rent. And if you have below a 700, they ask for a, um, co-signer that's crazy yep you literally have to have there's either some places too and these are not the cream of the crop places that wanted a 750 a 750 for a credit score i mean if you've never if you don't live in new york if you've never rented in new york it's it's pretty much worse than owning a house or even trying to own a house they want you to some of them it's like 650 or higher. And then you have to make 40 times the rent. Someone a 40 times the rent. Not four make, times. No, four no, 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 no. 40 times the rent. You need to make that. So if rent was like a thousand, you needed to make forty thousand dollars. Yes. Okay, I'm girl. just making sure that's yes. that's like yes. crazy. Okay, wait, 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 it gets worse because there's some, and I don't mean some, I mean like most, most want you to have a 700 credit score and make a hundred times the rent. How's that possible? It's not. I mean, in New York it is because I know a lot of people that made a hundred thousand, eighty thousand. Okay, for instance, I had a friend in New York that made about $150,000 a year, and she still struggled living in New York because of rent. Most of her money went to rent. It's crazy. You're only supposed to technically, you're supposed to pay 30% of your paycheck to your rent. Um, But most people in New York pay 60 to 75% of their paycheck to rent. What's the average credit score? Do you know that? Isn't it like the average credit score? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Average credit score. 
see. Like the average credit score in the USA. Well, yeah, we're the only one that does credit score, so. Thank you. Thank you. See? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so some they have it broken down by states. What's California? Let's see. What is California's? Hold on. We don't need any um amusement at the time. You know what? Okay, so the national average credit score is actually 700. Okay. Okay. And then they well, have it. Five. Like, I don't know a lot of people who have. But broken down by state, California 680. I feel like I thought that would be the adjective. If you ask me, like, I hear, yeah. you know, like. Mostly in their sixes. Um, Georgia 654. Let's see okay. what New York is. You gotta have an 822 just to breathe out there. Girl, I'm telling you. You know how hard it is to get an 800 credit score too? Yeah. Um, I just got mad. I was supposed to have an 800 credit score by the end of last year, but we're not even gonna go back to that. We're not gonna that. go okay. there. We're not gonna go there. Cause I'm over that, right? Right, you're so over that. Right? Um, average credit score for New York is 701. Oh, okay. So if you're dating someone, do you want to know about their credit score? I mean, I feel like now you need to ask about their credit score, especially after watching Love is Blind. <laughs> like, I need to know about people's credit I just credit think score. that credit is very important. I think it's that... It's not going to be like something on the first date. And I even think it's like something... I feel like it's something when you're starting to date and you're starting to get into that, then you start to ask that person. But yeah. Also, when is it appropriate they, to ask someone how much they make? Is it appropriate to ask someone how much they make? I don't think it's make? appropriate to ask how much somebody makes. I just need to know. I think a better question is to ask this person, are they in debt? And what are they doing to get out of that debt? I'm just saying. I don't need to know how much you make. I need to know if you're in debt and what you're doing to get out of that debt. And if they say they're not in debt, then I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so great. You know, but <laughs> I feel like everyone has a little bit of debt except for um, these states. Um, the average um, or the highest, the five states with the highest average credit scores is Minnesota. Don't you know, Bobby? <laughs> Don't you know, Bobby? Oh my gosh, I so love Bobby's world. Um, 709, Vermont, 702, New Hampshire, 701, South Dakota, 700. Good credit, apparently. <laughs> I don't want to live in Fargo. I'm okay. Um, Massachusetts, 700. So when, when Lily turns 18, she'll have a 700 credit score. I'll yeah, sure I already that. know that. No, I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's another thing that people should do to, like, build, because we didn't have that. Like, could you imagine if we would have had that? Well, no, we wouldn't have been responsible with it, but obviously we'll teach her to be responsible. But I just feel like it gives you a, a leg up on life if you have a, a 
credit score of 700. Like if you don't get a scholarship to school, you don't have to take out a stupid loan if you can take out a good loan, you know? True. That's true. I want to um, I want to learn more about financing and investing this year. That's something that I definitely want to challenge myself on because I know I have figured out how to make money, obviously. I have figured out how to save money and I have figured out how to keep my credit, you know, excellent. What I haven't figured out is how to have um, passive income. Yes. I don't have passive income. Like my income is all earned income and, you know, it's important to have passive income. So I definitely want to educate myself on that. Um, this year and figure out some type of investment. The only thing is there's so many shady people out there and I watch way too much American greed and I'm not. I know. Right. I know. I want to learn about investing, but like an investment, um, what do they call like spot portfolio? I think there's there's like different ones. I forget the name. Yeah. I haven't read about them, but there are. But I know um one of the reputable companies that I've been looking into, and it's probably what I will invest into is um Charles Schwab. Yeah, Charles Schwab. Mm-mm, I don't know any of that. Like so if you Charles guys- Schwab is like a bank. Um, and they're the ones that do, um, they do different types of investments and portfolios and things like that. Like money managing, I don't think it's called like that. Call like a money investment money. I don't know. There's different ones. Um, but I would definitely go with, I'm going to go with Charles Schwab. I've done my research. They're reputable. Um, you know, company, hopefully they won't end up on American Greed. And no, I mean, I'm not going to invest a lot in there. I already do investments. I do the investments on the um, apps. I do Robinhood and I forget that. I have no idea what any of those things are. Oh, you can invest in like um, companies and you, they tell you when they go up and down, you make money. Like I made money off of investing in Spotify because they're IRO, no, IRO went, was available on this app before they went public the day before. So it went in at a lesser amount than it was going to go. So I bought 10 shares at like $20. But then it went up. And then so when they were up, they were like at 85. And at 85, you I could have waited till they went up more money. But Asa wasn't trying to take that risk because I had invested so much money into it already. And so I sold. I don't even know any of that stuff. But like right now, my money, I just have like a little bit of money. And like, I think the most I have in the stock right now, it's like $50. And it's in a um like a cannibal company cannibal no cannibal is cannabis <laughs> i was saying oh cannibal. this bitch invested in like hannibal lecter eating people <laughs> no thanks 
cannabis, a cannabis, um, cannabis, and then it's called what is it? Okay, so Robin Hood stockpile. So I have stockpile, and then I have Robin Hood, and a lot of these you can sign up for, and they'll give you like five dollars or twenty dollars or whatever free money to invest in it. Um, but I didn't even know that they had that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. want to educate myself on that. I want to. Um, you can invest have- like as much as you want too. So you can invest and they'll tell you like how much you own and how much the shares are. Like right now I own, I own $40 in Bitcoin and the shares are $10 a share. So I own four shares of Bitcoin right now. Um, and then MJ is alternative Harvest, basically, it's cannabis. And I own $27. And their shares right now are at $4.21. So it tells you when it goes up, too. And they're in the green. None of my stock right now are in the red. You go, Glen Coco. Yeah. I also own stock in Barbie. Yes, Barbie people. Barbie. But I really, I, so I like Starkpile, but I really like Robin Hood too. Robin Hood is pretty cool. But yeah, those are ways that you can, you know, get some other kind of incomes. Um, another one is Acorn. Acorn is good. Acorn is pretty. Um, I think I heard Acorn, it like, if you have a purchase of like four forty-five, it rounds the like. It rounds up and it takes your change and then it invests in that. Yeah. So you do get like extra money off of that. I didn't, but I had a friend that made like off of Acorn, made like an extra $2,500. The most I made, exactly. The most I made off the Acorn was like $200, which is still great because it's investing like change, just rounding it up. So that's your Starbucks money for the month. It is my Starbucks money. I don't go to Starbucks as much anymore. See, that's something I cut out. Cut out Starbucks. I went to Starbucks. You reallocate money. Like you won't go to Starbucks as much to buy coffee, but then you buy like triple the amounts of cups just to have them in your house. Like I never, I don't even say much anymore. I just like, unless I see it getting ridiculous, but you just always reallocate. At least, you know what, though? At least I reallocate the money. You won't spend more money. I won't buy more or spend more. I just reallocate it. I don't go to Starbucks every day because I make my coffee at home now, which is great. But you just have to have those Starbucks cups, right? But they're not. I don't buy them every day. I used to buy, in New York, I used to buy Starbucks every day. But I used to budget it. Like, I would budget my money so I could afford to buy Starbucks every day. Isn't that sad? See, I know how to budget. I used to budget literally. Everyone's like, how do you afford Starbucks every day? Because I budget to afford Starbucks every day. Like that's what I do. I don't have a lot of things that like I have to have, like where I, I pay money for them, if that makes sense. I mean, I spent a lot of money on a lot of stupid things. I used to budget money so I knew so I could have enough money to take Ubers on the weekends because I didn't want to take train like when I got really drunk. So I used to budget money for that. I used to budget money for my Starbucks. Like I used to spend a lot of stupid money 
in New York, but it's really hard to save in New York. Like everyone I knew in New York always said that. It's just really hard to save in New York, which it is. It's so much to do out there. I it think is. because so I live like, in a boring area, like I don't spend a lot of money. Like I spend the most money when I travel, like, and I go somewhere, but like on my day to day, I'm super boring. Like I don't go out. So I don't spend money that I way. I don't spend a bunch of money here either. Like I think spend money. saves money. I'm lucky that way too because I don't have a kid who asks for a lot of stuff. Like Lily, she only wants cheap shit. She does. Like she loves cheap shit. So I don't spend a lot of money on that. Like when we do stuff, like we don't. I don't order as much stuff here either, probably because I go to Target. Like I have a car. So I used to order a lot of stuff from Amazon when I lived in New York. So I paid also for Prime. I don't pay for Prime anymore because I don't order as much stuff from um, Amazon. And if I do need Prime, I just use my sister's Prime. I was gonna say like, we share. I'm like, I have Prime. Um, You know what I'm worried about? I'm just thinking about it. Um, I wonder how my spending habits are gonna change when I'm done with school because I won't have to pay that high ass tuition anymore. My tuition is basically a mortgage. (laughs) So, like, it puts me in a built-in budget because it's like, okay, you know I have- you, You're not going to have to pay that, and you're going to have a second income. What am I going to do with all that? You can spend on me. We can go on vacation. Yeah, okay. Thanks in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So I can be, you know how they have, um, like, not stay-at-home moms, but, like, the moms or like not even moms. Like the I'm wife. not making no deals when it comes to you and kids because you told me. No, 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 me. Not, not kids. Like about to say, you okay. told me you were so moving you know back out. Trophy wise, like trophy wise. Like the ones that are pretty and like they just go on vacations and stuff with their husbands and they're just like, I can't. I can be that. I'm not a husband. I can be I'm, that for you. I'm a trophy wife too. So what no, are we going to do? No, I can be your trophy partner. And you can just flaunt me around. And I think that's a great deal. Still? You know what? Whenever we go on vacation, you always give off rich bitch vibes. Like, all the time. That is Remember my M.O. Miami, and you're like, are you going to go bring me my food? And I'm like, I don't work here. Like, what the? <laughs> that is my M.O. My M.O. I have these, like, really big sunglasses that I just love. And then I have like all my kimonos that are like really long and flowy, like, you know, like a rich person, like a rich wife. And you give me definitely like, rich, rich vibes. And then I just like walk in. And there's like this persona you take on too. It's like vacation persona. It really is. Like, like it's not like everyday life. I feel like I'm always like going to the bar to get our drinks yeah. or get our food. Mm-hmm. That's so you're basically saying nothing's going to change. I mean, yeah, it is. Wait, wait till you go to Greece. Oh my gosh, that's just gonna be. Oh my gosh, this is gonna act like a whole brand new person. I think the last time we had this conversation about Greece, you were like, "Oh, I need three weeks in Greece or something bougie," and I, I was like, "I'm that. sorry." I, said, I, I didn't say three weeks. I said two weeks. <laughs> Whatever it was, a month, basically. Like, girl, relax. I need two weeks in Greece alone. But if we like want to add like the mossy coast in there. Or Fastano, I'm gonna need a probably like three weeks. Well, um, 
obviously you guys i'm living in a rich person fantasy not a broke no, one you're gonna finance that trip that's what you're gonna do that is gonna be my finance trip for sure girl bye i would not let you finance a trip to be rich to give off rich bitch vibes rich bitch vibes yeah exactly can that be what we toast to yes let's toast to that that would be our toast I don't I don't know if I have or a cheers. 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 No, I don't want that to be our cheers. We're toasting to rich bitch vibes. No. Oh, sorry. I toast would, to rich rich vibes. I would like to toast to the progress that you're making on your house. And I'm really, really proud of you because I know how stressful experience has been. And you literally have handled it way better than you normally handle stress. And I feel like I want to publicly acknowledge that and let you know oh, how thank you i really really am chrissy like yes just from Not like you even stressing me out that much i packed a lot this week like like no you haven't even like usually like when i talk to you like you'll vent about it but you've been like super optimistic about it and then it's like we're here like your house should be done end of april it should be i should be getting my closing date this week I know. That's exciting. It's so super exciting. Let's so, toast to that. Yes. And this was uh, literally like when you decided to move to Atlanta, like it was like, oh, I'm going to buy a house. And you are. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing. I love you, Chrissy. Cheers to that. Cheers to I you. love you too. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Hasta luego.